Hey yo, what's up? What's up? It's naturally Nate. Feeling pretty good today. Wonder how you guys are feeling. Um, I have some more topics that I find pretty interesting. Also, hits pretty close to home. Um, and uh, what's been up? What's been up? For me, it's been slow boogie. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, I'm grateful for. The times when life has slowed down and really has my attention and like, hey, you need to pay attention to this. I need you to learn from this, you know, so you can take it up and break that glass ceiling of where you're trying to get to. You're trying to level up, um, even if that's just like from personal development standpoint. I know I'm one that's trying to do it from a professional standpoint. So, And you may be too, but a lot of the times... Um, what I've learned is that it stemmed from um, personal development first. You know, I had to reach a certain level within myself. And then, and then and only then um, did that next level of life open up for me, you know, and things start to go some of the way I wanted a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but um, anyway, anyway, let's get into these topics. How about that? Um, okay, another lockdown. Monkeypox, y'all. <laughs> okay, so you know I'm always on social media. One of these, Twitter, Instagram, something. And people are um, concerned, like, heavily concerned some people like oh don't go back outside oh, okay you know <laughs> something like that but then you have other people just like whatever you know um they're fear-mongering again and um some people really thinking that we're going to do another lockdown and one question that made me pay attention to that was like are you financially emotionally uh physically ready for another lockdown and some people are like yeah they're gonna be good they're gonna be straight and i thought about the people that are not you know like especially from an emotional standpoint um that took a toll on a lot of people you know from an emotional standpoint especially you know having access to your folks and then now is being advised where you can't get together, you can't see those people, and then people have to go to the doctor, you know, having worked in healthcare, people having to go to the doctor, and you can't have the emotional support that you need. You know, you got to have a baby by yourself, and your husband got to wait uh, either in the car or in the lobby or something like that, if they even allow him to be there. Like, it was just a wild-ass time, you know, and... To threaten that again from the the emotional mental because I don't think I mentioned it, the mental is just like, ooh, are you really ready for that? You know, um, are we? Let me say we, are we really ready for that? Um, I don't know. I mean, cause I'll be honest, I was cool, I was cool, and then you know I'm like, wait, wait a minute. But what if something happened and don't nobody know what's going on with me down here? <laughs> I started to feel a certain kind of way. Like it it was the uh, restrictive. You can't go anywhere. You can't fly anywhere. You can't go to the grocery store or you can only go between this hour and this hour. Like 
it started being out of the restriction, you know, and it really opened your eyes to how much control you don't have over a lot of things. If the government was just to shut some shit down, like, <laughs> let's keep it 100. Let's be for real with ourselves. We are thinking that we have all this autonomy, but we don't, you know. And when that question was posed, man, listen, about another lockdown, I'm like, yeah and no, you know, I don't, <laughs> only because it doesn't need to get any, it doesn't need to get bad, you know, like it did with COVID before they decide to lock things down. And it was just everywhere But before they decide to shut everything down. Um, I mean, from an economical standpoint, oh my God, I don't know if that's going to cause things to like crash, you know, double time from the first shutdown or lockdown. Um, but from a disease state standpoint, it's like, can we not allow this to spread? Um, at a rapid rate before we actually do something about it. And I, I just want to know, where did it all come from? Like, just all of a sudden, everything just keep entering the chat. All these different variations of COVID. <laughs> Hello, enters the chat. You know, monkeypox enters the chat. Um, polio. My God, how long ago has that been that that was going on? Enters the chat. And so I'm just like, uh what's up you know and it gets you to thinking like are is, is the government playing games or i mean are we is this really where we are you got some people saying man we live in our last days you know and man it all seems to be some sort of truth <laughs> i laugh but it's, it really make you it made me i'm gonna say uh take a look just stop and just observe just like dang what's really going on you know i don't know y'all maybe you feel me maybe you don't you know but uh, give give that some thought though you know you really ready for another lockdown emotional emotional mental financial hey that's something worth thinking about that's all i'm saying um another one is <clears throat> do you feel stuck in a never-ending cycle of work, home, paying bills, um, just like you running this rat race, like you're in this box? That was something else I pulled in because it was thought-provoking. And I'm like, man, getting up, going to work, and paying bills is monotonous. And I know in another um, podcast I was talking about, at what age do you teach your children about you know, budgeting? And, you know, the fact that they're going to have to pay bills and if they want to have fun when they become an adult, that they're going to have to be the ones to pay for, you know, they're going to have to buy their own clothes and shoes and cars and houses or living in an apartment. They're going to have to foot the bill, you know, and not to take anything away from, you know, them being a kid, but like the introductory portion, you know, introducing like, hey, this is what. It's going to be your life in about, you know, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Got to get that countdown going because it's a very real reality. And sometimes uh, I know in, in my community, in our community, uh, the us's, <laughs> we don't tell you, you know, we don't expose you to it. 
um, it's kind of like we, we let you go through and then boom, life happens. And then they're all like, well, yeah, you know, well, what you thought? And it's like, nah, because see, had I actually been prepared, <laughs> made aware, you know, not from a standpoint of, you know, anybody tell me you got to figure it out. Like, no, 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 no. I don't think that that's okay. Um, but that was thought provoking. Do you feel stuck in a never ending cycle uh, of work, paying bills, going home, you know, not really enjoying life, not really getting out what you're putting in? And I know how that can be, baby. Hell at work, hell at home. I'll say like 2014. Oh my God. It that was one of the worst years of my life. I I couldn't get peace, solace. I couldn't afford to buy peace if I wanted to. <laughs> so I know exactly how this person is feeling when they when they uh wrote this. And you know, there was other comments, you know, that were agreeing and then some, you know, have to be adverse, but um, no, I understand exactly how it feels to not have any type of peace, and it's just total chaos all the time. And I learned something out of chaos, you know. There, that's a a time in a space in the middle of the storm that you find peace. You know, you can't control anything that's going on around you, so you have to find peace within. You have to go inward and find that peace and just be okay with yourself. You know, keep your mind, keep your heart, you know, build your physical and um, keep keep going. As Amy said, you know, you got to keep going. And you do. Because there will be times where it's going to be total chaos and you just got to go inward and keep it moving. But... I totally understand that, you know, and what do you do? What do you do? Because I know what I did. You know, what do you do when you feel like you're running the rat race and you're not getting anywhere? Um, and you feel like it's just a never ending cycle. What do you do? How do you handle that? Um, how do you break free? Where where do you find your peace? Um it was that was good to me. That was real good to me, and real thought provoking. Um. So, how would you how would you handle being in that being in that box? You know that proverbial box. How do you handle that? What do you find joy in life? Again. It reminds me of uh, be as the little children. You know, little kids be excited about everything. <laughs> they be excited about everything. Ask a million questions. Um, just happy. That energy, that vibration is just high, high. Extremely high. They just high for life, you know. We all know why. They don't have the stresses of adulthood. <laughs> They don't have to worry about no paying no bills. They don't have to worry about nothing. (laughs) 
That's why they get the vibrate so high. They have no worries. <laughs> no, but you do have to get back to that that state. You know, like what what it what it will be. It will be, and know that God, or richer source, universe, whichever one you want to call your deity, they got you. You have to know that. You have to know that you know that you know. Like the old people would say. You have to know. Uh, But that's also something, you know, you have to work at as well. And sometimes it's a challenge. And even though that I know that I know, and it's been proven to me over and over and over again, there are still times I'm challenged. And I just have to go back to, you know, what I already know. But just like I said about chaos in the storm, you have to find peace in the middle. But anywho, tell me what you think. Let me know what you would do. Keep working at it if you haven't found out yet. Just keep working at it. Um, at what age did you learn no one was coming to save you? Listen. <laughs> I was tender. <laughs> no, it was a tender age that I realized that it's a cold world, you know. <laughs> it's a cold world. But um, it built character. I believe, I believe, I mean, like what I really, really knew, um, I probably was about 12 maybe 13 like when it just set in you know you used to you still be kind of hopeful when you be younger than that like maybe but no you know like when I really start paying attention to the things that were going on around me as far as um going into adulthood so I grew up in Tennessee and then they they introduced to us you know like college life what you want to be when you become adult um dual credits, all this stuff. And so, you know, they've taken us to, to visit different places uh, and exposing your mind to varying things. And what, stu- what stuck out to me was, you know, what I wanted to be when I became an adult. And, you know, you had this, as a kid, you have, you know, you, you think you got a plan and you think you know the direction you're going in. Until life give you a couple of one-twos, you know. <laughs> that changes things as well as your perspective. But, yeah, I'll say I was about 12 or 13. I was about middle school age when it really just hit me that nobody's coming. Nobody is coming um, to save. And I remember a couple of times when I was in elementary school, my mom got real, real sick. Because um, she has lupus, she got real sick. And then there was someone who came to help her, which was really helping us because, you know, we were being so far away from our entire family. Um, this lady, she came and helped to take care of my mom, like nurse her back to health and uh, nurse her back to health and made sure me and my sister were good, you know, fed, all this good stuff. And I was forever grateful to that lady. 
for that because it was extended family, you know, and there was a lot of that in Tennessee, the extended or the extended, but w- which is really family, which was really my family since I grew up away from, you know, my entire family. And so what I knew was what I knew as family and how people uh, that wasn't your blood, you know, would come through. This is what I knew as family. Like, we were solid with each other. You know, we had each other. Rain, sleet, or snow. <laughs> we had each other. You know, if y'all was locked in like that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was at that time that I knew about 12 or 13, nobody was coming. So I'm like, if my mom gets sick this time, it's on me, you know. And I'm grateful that she didn't get down bad like like that particular time. But um yeah, it it was it was an eye opener. Yeah, that that whole sick get being ill and being down, you know. I I was looking at what I was looking at, but at the same time I'm like, I'm a kid, ain't nothing I can do. But um like I said, about 12 or 13. Oh, yeah. It, it got real. It got real in my little world. Um, but at what age did you learn no one was coming to save you, that you were going to have to be your own savior? At what age did you realize you're your own savior? Mm. A lot of these are thought-provoking. <laughs> A lot of these are thought provoking, but they're real. They are real and they don't slap you in the face until you become an adult, you know? And you're going through it. You can walk through that on your own or you're having to walk through it on your own. And that's when you like, dang. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let me know. The age that you know the you had this awakening. I'm gonna call it that. You had this awakening, like, uh, okay, I see. And life got hands, like my sister say, <laughs> say that bitch got hands. <laughs> but I'm gonna hold my own. I'm gonna stand on my own too. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me know. Okay, is it hard? to recognize when something is no longer for you or is it just hard to accept it? Yeah, I paused for a brief moment because uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Is it hard to recognize when something is no longer for you or is it hard to accept it? Come on, you got to talk to me right there because <laughs> because it can be both, right? At different times in your life, it can be both. Maybe when you're a little bit younger, you know, when you're a little more naive, you know, and life ain't really beat you up that much, you still like, okay, you know, and, and you want to hold on to it a little bit longer than you should. Or let me say it like this. 
it's bad for you, but you having a hard time letting it go. Or it's really, really good for you. And you definitely need to let it go. Because <laughs> too much of a good thing can be bad also. And is it hard for you to recognize that you need to let it go? Or is it hard to accept it? Because I've been on both sides of that coin where I'm like, I don't know if I should let this go. Or if I should just stick it out a little while. I can tell you about I can tell you about it. That relationship. Ooh, child. <laughs> it was like, should I let this go or should I just hold on a little long? Maybe, you know, some of these things are ironed out. And then this is just my example. Because some people do it about relationships. Some people do it about jobs. You know, some people do it uh, about um, family ties. You know, which means, you know, you, you might be accepting a job somewhere else, but then you don't really know if you should leave your family out of fear. You know what I'm saying? Like, and some people stay on a job far longer than they should knowing that it's not you're not gonna grow you know there's no room for you to grow and some people just become comfortable and complacent and like uh you know why leave you know it's gonna be something else somewhere else it's true it it is gonna be something else somewhere else but what if that something is better than where you are i'm just asking just asking what if it is it may not be. It may be worse, but it would all depend on what you're looking for, actually. Back to the relationship piece. He could be, he or she could be extremely good to you, but not good for you. You know, too much sugar can you diabetes. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and sometimes things are like hella toxic, but... The sex is good, and so you don't want to let that go. So you just be putting up with any old crazy stuff just so you can keep getting it. I like to call that demon. Okay, I ain't going to say that word. <laughs> Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Men, I'm quite sure you ran across one of those. But anyway, or is it just hard to accept it? Okay, I've been on that side too when the relationship was ending and I'm like this is gonna hurt this is gonna hurt really bad and it was hard to accept because so much time had passed and I'm like damn I feel like I just wasted my time and I made a point to say hey you got these years of my life you won't get these years of my life you know I had to break it down to him but I was also saying it for myself like no you already did this bid. <laughs> Let's not make it longer, you know, playing around. So it was hard to accept, you know, I was comfortable with that person. And um, we had been rocking for a long time. Right. And uh, it was just hard to accept. I'm like, man, man. But I got over it, too. I did. The other thing that's been hard for me to accept was um, being let go from a job. And I felt like it was 
done wrong fully towards me you know like I mentioned another podcast how you know people don't like you they don't like each other let me say it like that but then if they have in common that they don't like you they'll figure out a way to to push you out they'll figure out a way to get you up out of there so fast and um you you won't even know what hit you if you're not paying close attention you know and so I've been through that and I know how it feels and I'm just like knowing that uh I'm I need to leave afraid to leave okay and accepting the fact that they really did work together to get me the hell up out of here like who does that who plays with people livelihood like that you know and it was just hard to digest that these so-called nice people you know were playing with a person's livelihood and it's like oh you gotta go go figure it out you know now you gotta go figure life out and it was just it was hard to accept I learned a lot (laughs) don't get me wrong all these different jabs that have that life has served I've learned from them um still didn't make it easy to digest though um I'll go back over my question. It was, is it hard to recognize when something is no longer for you? Or is it just hard to accept it? Let me know. Let me know if you've been on either side or if you've been on both sides of that. And I like to think people, you know, have been on both sides. (laughs) At just at different stages of their lives, you know, um, especially with relationships, especially because we're relational beings, you know, and that could be a friendship that could be, you know, man, woman relationship uh, or other because we know that exists in the world, too. And there are people and they have relationships and, and they go through things just like, you know, everybody else. But um yeah where you at on that scale where you at like right now where you are where are you on that scale in your life is there a situation that's presenting you being presented to you where you're finding hard to accept the reality of it or you just haven't recognized that it's no longer for you like it's no longer serving you yeah talk to me on that one um (laughs) Just silly. I know, I know, I know. Just silly. But roll with me, roll with me. You got to have a sense of humor about some of these things, you know, um, because life is amazing. Let me tell you, it is. It, it is amazing in all these ups and downs and twists and turns. And it took me a while to get to that particular mindset of how boring it would be if it was just a straight line, you know, and actually enjoying my journey and the people that I've met along the way. It's been amazing. It has been nothing short of amazing. Like, some of my dreams have definitely come true, you know, and I'm remaining like a little kid and still daring to dream and make those things happen, 
Because it's possible, you know, you can't forget about your dreams and then just get stuck in this rut and allow misery to creep in and stay in. And now you want people to come be miserable with you. Like, no, man, you have to find that zest for life uh, once more. You have to dare to dream and bring it into your reality and stop allowing it to just be a dream because you're the author, you know. There's things you want to see, do, and experience. Do it. Experience it. Have fun with it. And I had to come to that, too. I had to learn, had to realize, like, dang, I, after being, you know, boxed in for so long, I had to be like, dang, I really forgot how to have fun, how to relax, how to loosen up, you know, and and enjoy myself because I was so focused on... um not being in the same situation as an adult as I was as a child because you know you go through you coming up you don't have any say so over where you live what you what you gonna wear and what you know you're not buying it you're not footing the bill but when you become an adult it's different you you're going to purchase you know what you want to wear those shoes those clothes you know get your hair done what you drive all that it's on you and that's what i mean by you being the author that's what i mean so keep dreaming man find that zest for life have fun with it please please don't forget about your dreams and and how you're going to go about making them a reality what you only have one, you know, you only have one and you keep putting it off, keep putting it off. One day you're going to be old and you're going to be like, don't even feel like it no more. You know what I'm saying? Or you're going to be living with regrets. And I just, I didn't want that. I don't want to be living with regrets. Do you want to live with regrets? Regretting not ever having done or seen or experienced any of the things that you once dreamed of. No, I want to be able to be old and tell my nieces and nephews, since I don't have no kids, the story. The time I had, we had a time. <laughs> what a time we had. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay. My last, but certainly not neat, least, it says getting together and what it does for the soul. Listen, we are relational beings, and that time that you spend with your family and your friends, which is your extended family, is important. You know, I I was talking to a lady. Sorry about that. I was talking to a lady um, uh, yesterday morning, and we were talking about getting together, and we were talking about how everybody's going through something and my whole thing is that that's even more of a reason for us to get together right before they try to slap this other lockdown on us about monkeypox <laughs> that's even more of a reason for us to get together when we're going through things because we actually need that time together to strengthen we need that community to strengthen we need their unity to strengthen because we need those uh laughs we need those smiles we need that understanding we need that relatability like we need that that does something at the soul level you know that that is the community you know 
And we've gotten so far away from that just because we have so many other things going on in our own lives. True. But just in the bigger, much, much bigger picture, just in the world at this point, like it is not the same. It is definitely, definitely not the same. And we need each other, you know, whether we want to admit that or not, we need each other. We need that community. We need that love. We need to be in one another's presence because it, it means so much more than all this material stuff, you know. Yeah, nice cars, nice houses, you know, fly clothes, okay. But not more than hanging around a group of people that understand you, that love you for real, and you guys laugh and enjoy each other's company and talk about the good times. You could cry together, you could pray together. You know, we need that. We need that. That's the soul of the community. But I'm no guru. I'm no guru, but I just take notice of how it's been beneficial to me as well as to those that I'm connected to and just having a a phone conversation and we can laugh and talk to one another, but nothing is like actually sitting down with one another and having a drink or, you know, eating or we, uh, go out or like go out with the homegirls and it's brunch and there's music playing and things of that nature and sometimes we dance and uh you know just enjoying one another's company and you leave there and you feel good you're like whew it was just a small moment away from all of the chaos that you may be going through at home or at work or um within yourself sometimes you just need that camaraderie even if you are in a relationship sometimes you need to step away from that too because you need the camaraderie you need the the love of your your family or your friends just to you know take your mind off of some things again i know guru (laughs) but It's thought-provoking, and I want us to think more about these things, to think on these things and act on it, because I miss them. You know, I miss hanging out with them. I miss their laughs, and I miss, you know, the little uh, sarcastic retorts. I miss it. It is, it's just, it's something about it that I don't want to fade, And, of course, life in her hands, you know, (laughs) she is slowly but surely taking it away from us. And I just feel like we should work harder at bringing it back together. It's a fight. It is. But it's worth fighting for. So, guys, until next time. (laughs) Ah,